thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, 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 ooh. Good morning. Come on, Neil. Rise and shine. <laughs> My God, I'm expecting God to do something big in our life too, Neil. Woo! Never be the same in Jesus' name. Hey, y'all. Hey. Good morning. How y'all doing? How you doing? How you doing? Come on, y'all. Uh, 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 uh. Thank y'all, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Getting it in. I'm sharing. Hold on. Sharing. Sharing. Sometimes my southern best gets me. Sharing. I'm sharing. I'm sharing. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. There we go. Come on, y'all. In the room. Come on, y'all. In the room. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think I got all my shares. I think I got all my shares. Oh, my God. I think I got all my shares. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Teresa, for that. Thank you. Y'all are so sweet and kind. I love when y'all... Uh, pay me compliments. Thank y'all. Thank you for that. Good morning. Hey. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Kirby. Hey, Kirby. Good morning. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Siobhan. Hey, Luberta. Siobhan. Siobhan, when I first met y'all, I um I used to tear your name up. Cybun. I used to say all kinds of stuff until I became etiquette, etiquette, had etiquette on what it was. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, she's Starbucks Georgia coffee today. Good morning, Edie. Good morning, Michelle Wallace Coles. Good morning, Carlos. Hey, this Shannon. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, Lavenda. Good morning, Malisha. Boy, girl, I tear it up. I was trying to be phonetically incorrect and was messing your name up. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, Malisha. Yeah, we are a ministry with global and making global impacts. Good morning, Patsy. Woo! Good morning, Teresa. How y'all doing? Y'all, my coffee good. <laughs> my eyebrows right. Come on, y'all. Shauna laid this hair yesterday. Come on, y'all. Like it's gonna be a good day today. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta think in terms. It's gonna be a good day today. Good morning. Good morning. Give me some gratitude this morning. Tell me something that you are grateful for. Something you are grateful for. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Hey, Shanquita. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful? No, we supposed to laugh. Y'all know I look for something to laugh for every morning. Like that's my thing in the morning time. What can I laugh at? Um, Teresa Teagle, good morning, Courtney. Hey, Katina. Hey, boo. Um, good morning. Oh, uh, Siobhan said Siobhan said she's grateful for life. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm just grateful. You know what? I'm grateful for restoration. Um, I'm going to give y'all a little testimony and help y'all um, 
I really like to get all in my boys' business and tell all their journey. But I think it's so important. Um, my oldest son um, got married at 19, had been married, and then and his wife under unreconcilable differences, separated. And then just life, life be life and life had life. And um, we have been praying for some areas of restoration in our family and just trusting God and believing God. And man, if I didn't tell you it happened, like he had a wonderful time, a wonderful weekend with all his boys. Um, he called me, he was like, mom, um, humility is the way. He was like, I just needed to humble myself so that you know God could move and things could happen. And so I was just like, Lord, when I was seeing it happen, the Lord was reminding me, he was like, these prayers, come on y'all. These prayers are the prayers that you already prayed. And so I'm telling you, prayers don't time out. Woo! That I, you ought to shout. I wish I had a little shout in me. Prayers don't time out. Woo! Come on, y'all. Prayers don't. You ought to put that in your notes today. Prayers do not time out. You just got to keep. Come on, Julia. You just got to keep showing up in faith. Like, Prayers don't time out. He was calling me yesterday. You could tell he was so proud. He was so happy. He was sending me pictures. He has four boys. He was sending me pictures about all his boys together because he has another little boy. And I was like, man, this is so dope. This is what restoration looks like. And God was reminding me, like, this was something that I had prayed so long ago. Like, this was a hard prayer. And God was just reminding me. He was like, look, your prayers don't time out. Like, prayers, prayers do not time out. And because God like doesn't move sometimes or things don't happen when we think they should happen, we will give up in hope on the thing that we have been praying for. And it's like, no, once you release the prayer, the prayer has been heard. God does not ignore the scripture tells us God does not ignore our prayer. So once we release the prayer, the prayer has been heard. And once the prayer is heard, heaven will back it. What you don't do is that you live your mouth. Don't rescind what you've been praying for. Don't take that back. Don't come back in and cut it up. And just because it looks like uh, pressure is on. Ooh. I wrote a post yesterday. Y'all got to keep up. Y'all got to make sure y'all notifications on and y'all engage in the page. Because if you engage the page, then you're going to get more activity from the page. So periodically, if you're not seeing something from the page, go over to the page and engage the page anyway, like a post, love a post, um, share a post. When y'all share the post, I always come in and heart the post that you shared, right? So um, when we do that, we create an algorithm for engagement on the page. But I wrote a little bit more of Josiah's testimony yesterday. Josiah started physical therapy and I just wrote on that. I was like, God, God, like this, this, this reminds me that, you know, we don't know the time or the hour, but remember that you are with us. And then I had wrote something else significantly um, where Josiah is concerned or where we were all concerned. I was like, Lord, this is a powerful, this is a powerful piece. Let me get over there for a second because it's a part of our testimony. And I hear the Lord like testimony time, like, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, Lord, I'm learning something in every lesson and every moment. And so this is what I wrote yesterday. I said, uh, Oh, here we go. We found that. I said, we don't know the timing of God, but he is still here. Woo! Come on. We don't know the timing of God, but he is still here. Woo! Come on now. And then the second thing I wrote was pressure and pain produce perseverance. 
if you don't give up. Josiah definitely knows how to persevere. Ooh, come on, y'all. Third, pain. I need y'all to hear me in this. Pain does not negate purpose. Woo! Pain does not negate purpose. You have to learn how to manage pain while pursuing purpose. Woo! You have to learn how. Can you put that in your notes? Can I repeat that again? And you put that, you tap that in. You're like, you know what? I need to tap that this morning. I need to hold on to that, right? We don't know the time of the God, but he is still here. Woo! We don't know the hour. We don't know the minute in which he's going to come, in which he's going to relieve us. Our job is to occupy until he comes to pressure and pain. Produce perseverance if you don't give up. You ought to be putting this in your notes. God's, God was dropping, dropping bars yesterday. Pressure and pain produce perseverance if you don't give up. Come on. Come on. It does. And then the third, pain does not negate purpose. You have to learn how to manage pain while pursuing purpose. Ooh, that's powerful. I was like, Lord, I hear you. You have to learn how to manage pain while pursuing purpose. And then the last thing I wrote down was God is with us. God is with you. Like if I've learned like this little 18 year old boy, he ain't even full man yet, even though he do manly things. Like I'm watching him in physical therapy. I'm watching him press through pain. I'm watching him. Even now he's tired. Like his knees hurt really bad. When the physical therapist looked at his ankle, he was like, okay, I see the problem. Um, I had tears in my eyes yesterday because things he could do with one ankle, he couldn't do with the other ankle. And I was like, Lord, yet we find you faithful, right? Like, Lord, yet. And then when he got through with physical therapy, physical therapy was hurting physical therapy was hurting. Like he was like, mama hurt. I said, I know baby. He was like, I hurt. And I was sitting there watching him. And then still in the midst of this, as he was gathering his schedule and they were like, okay, you need to be back. You got to be, you got to do six to eight weeks of physical therapy. You got to be back next week. And he was like, the lady was like, what day you want to come in? And he was like, let me come in about 11 o'clock. Cause I got a meeting on third. I got a meeting this day. I got a boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, still in the middle of this. Girl, still in the middle of this, he is planning, he is planning this, this which he needs, which he know he needs, but he is still planning around his purpose. Ah! He didn't, he didn't say, you know what, I'm going to tap out, I'm going to lay down, I'm not going to do anymore. He said, no, I just need to adjust some things. Ah! Come on. He said, I just need to adjust some things. He said, mama, I just need to adjust some things. And so then Jerrica, she was like, what about the next week? He said, no, nah, I can't give you a date for the next week because my weeks are unpredictable. He had made a determination in his head, even though he was going to go get what he needed. Um, as far as physical therapy was concerned, that he was not going to allow this particular circumstance to rule, to dominate, or to take dominion over what he had to do. He's got 45, 44 days left of school. He was like, no, whatever is supposed to happen here, we're going to tap into the physical therapy. I'm going to do what's instructed, but it's not getting ready to disrupt what God has called me to do. Come on now. So we don't know the time of the God, but he is still here. Them some nuggets. Pressure and pain produce perseverance if you don't give up. And I wrote Josiah knows how to persevere. And then pain doesn't negate purpose. You have to learn how to manage pain while pursuing purpose. And I wish somebody would have given me that a long time ago. Lord, teach us how to manage 
pain. Woo! While we pursue purpose and adjust yourself, like adjust yourself accordingly and know that God is with you. Come on now. And God, God is with you and God is with us. That's power. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your nuggets. We thank you for dropping bars. We thank you, Father God, for Josiah's life being a living testimony to how to persevere. We thank you, Lord God. Then when we don't understand and we don't know, you already know the final outcome. So, Lord God, let us be seated a little bit more in grace. Let us be seated, Lord God, a little bit more in patience. Lord God, let us tap into more of your love. Let us tap into more of your power. Lord God, any of the insecurities that are in us ooh, that are trying to help us trying to position us to um, lose focus, Lord God. Let us become more secure in you. Help us to manage our emotions today. We will not be led by our emotions. Our thoughts are not going to be all over the place. You told us to have thoughts that are pure. You told us to have thoughts that are lovely. You told us to have thoughts that are good report. And Lord God, we will have those kind of thoughts today. Holy Spirit, every time we get ready to loop or ramble or go too far in a conversation, put a check in our spirit. Every time we get ready to say something out of our mouth that does not align with the word of God, put a check in our spirit. Let us be people of honor. Let us be a people of integrity. Let us be people of character. Can I tell you something? What you're doing is producing. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you another little testimony. So yesterday, um, the other day, Judah likes, uh, it's really weird, Judah likes ranch on turkey sandwiches, right? Um, and the boys used to not eat meat, but right now they eat a little ranch. So Judah likes ranch on turkey sandwiches. So he convinced Josiah to take him to Kroger to get ranch. Well, mind you, he does not know how to use my debit card. He goes in, he thinks he pays for the ranch. He comes home and, and when he comes home, he hands me the receipt. I said, Judah, this is not our receipt. And he was like, that's not, I said, no. So I look at my account. I said, Judy, I don't think you paid. He's like, mom, I don't know that I paid for the ranch. I don't know that I did it right. And he looks at Josiah. He said, you got to take me back. Like you got to take me back. And Josiah is looking at him because Josiah is ready to move on to something else. He's like, no, we've got to, you've got to take me back. He was like, mom does this all the time. If she feels like something's not on her receipt, she takes it back. This is not a blessing. So he goes back. He takes it back in the store. He comes back. He's charging up. He runs up. And the lady says, you tell your mom she is raising um honorable and in kids of integrity and what the lord showed me because i didn't have to ask him to do this he was showing me again this is another answered prayer this is another answered prayer your prayers are not wasted your time before the Lord for your kids is not wasted. The things that you have put into the atmosphere for your, that stuff is not wasted. It's preparation, right? It's preparation. It's moving. So God, those, those prayers will still be answered. And God was reminding me. He said, this is another answer to one of your prayers. You pray that your kids be in integrity. You pray that your kids be in character. You pray that your kids be steadfast. You pray that your kids be immovable. See, back in the day in my foolishness, I would have just said, oh, it's a blessing. But it's not a blessing. It's stealing. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a blessing. It's stealing. No, Teresa, it will not return void. It will not return void. The things that you, I don't know why. I do know why, but I don't know why. I'm laboring over this this morning. The things, the prayers of the righteous avail as much. The things that you are laying out in prayer. Come on, y'all. The things that you are laying out in prayer. The things that you have prayed over. And I know it may look like some things are taking too long. 
And I may, I know it may look like some things haven't happened yet. And I may know it may look like that God isn't listening. I am telling you, God is listening. And when you pray prayers from your heart, come on now, that line up with the desire, bold prayers. We come boldly before his gates of thanksgiving. We come boldly before his courts of, in his courts of praise. When you come before God with prayers, with right motives, woo, come on, y'all. When you come come before God with prayers of right motives, when you come before God, you'll start praying God's will. You'll start praying God's desire. And guess what? God is going to answer those prayers. So prayers for your children, prayers for your health, prayers for your purpose and the things that God has asked you to tap into. Those prayers do not time out. Those prayers. So don't let the enemy make you think that a prayer that's prayed in faith will time out or tap out. It's just about the divine timing of God. It's just about God bringing Kairos and Kronos, all of this working in sync for God's perfect will for you, right? So if I can encourage you anyway, keep praying this morning. Um, keep listening to the Holy Spirit. Keep asking God, Lord, let my desires line up with your desires. Let my will align with your will. Woo! Come on now. Let my desires, that's something I pray all the time. Lord, let my desires align with your desires. When you start asking those things, then guess what? God will start, you, What? well, I'm going to tell you something. Those desires, because it, it takes us a second to get aligned with God's will. The things in your heart that are not of God, the things in your heart um, that are of the flesh, the things in your heart um, that are just worldly possessions and not you seated in heavenly places will begin to be plucked up and plucked out. And then there'll be an exchange and you'll start desiring what God desires. And you'll start praying the way that um, heaven will respond because our prayers are just um, our prayers are just pulling heaven to earth. That's a good way to describe it. When we pray, we're just pulling heaven to earth. When we pray, we're just we're just pulling God's will to this earth. But I'm telling you, it does not happen on its own. It happens through prayer. So don't y'all give up on y'all prayers this morning. That wasn't even my word for y'all. Let me give you this word real quick and we're going to get out of here. Oh my God, don't y'all give up on prayer this morning. Know that your prayers are like seeds and they are going to manifest a harvest. And let me tell y'all something about Judah Johnson. I love him. <laughs> but Judah do some things. <laughs> and so when I see integrity and character rising up in Judah and I don't have to say anything, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. And the reason that I'm so blessed is because due to do some things. <laughs> we were talking the other day and he was like, I was talking about something. I was talking about what his worst year of school was so far. He's like, oh, it was fifth grade. He said, I just didn't get caught. <laughs> All I could do is look at him. He said, oh, it was fifth grade. Fifth grade was my worst year at school. He said, I just didn't get caught for half the stuff. <laughs> I didn't get caught for half the stuff that I had did and was doing wrong. You didn't know half the stuff I was doing and doing wrong. It was fifth grade year, but you don't know half the stuff that I was doing. I didn't get caught for half the stuff that I was doing wrong. And I just paused for a second and I just said, Lord, thank you for grace and thank you for mercy <laughs> for Judah. And thank you that... I won't always know 
all the things that he's involved in, um, that your Holy Spirit can work in him when I'm not even there and present, that I don't have to lord over him. I don't have to lord over my child. And I used to be a lorder. I used to be someone who always wanted to control the environment they were in and control what they were doing. Thank you for proofing that the word and the prayers and the things happen even when they're not revealed and I don't see them. Woo! And then I started thinking about my own life and I was like, yeah, this is for me too. <laughs> for the stuff I ain't got caught in. <laughs> see, for the stuff I ain't got caught in, <laughs> the stuff I ain't did, for the stuff that I haven't got caught in. It's some stuff I just ain't been caught. It's some stuff that God let slide. It's some stuff that God gave some grace on. It's some stuff that God gave some mercy on. And that probably comes too from the prayers that I pray, but also the prayers that others have prayed. Your prayer life is essential to the things that you are connected to in your environment. So Lord, we got to put that in your notes. Lord, thank you for the things that I just ain't got caught Thank you for the things that I ain't got caught in. Thank you for the stuff. That's why when people be trying to expose people, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I don't ever want to be a part of somebody trying to put somebody on blast, expose somebody, put somebody out there. Because I know there are some things that I just ain't been caught up in. It's just some stuff that I ain't been exposed. And I don't want everything. So, yeah. Thank, you. Thank you that everything ain't been exposed. Thank you that everything ain't been exposed. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. I, 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 I it's just thank, thank you, Lord. Like thank you, thank you, Father God, for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for the things that I have not been caught in. Thank you, like thank you for real. Like thank you for real. Like thank you for real. And then that takes me and moves me from a place of being judgmental towards someone else's life because the scripture says in Matthew, man. It says, before you look at the sawdust in someone else's eye, you need to get that plank about your eye and deal with your own issues. Y'all, come on. We have fun this morning. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you for those of y'all who keep sharing uh, the video. So let me give you, we have been on this journey in Joshua, and I got a little bit more to give you out of one. I went into two, but I got to go back to one because there was something else God gave me for us. We are talking about possessing the land. We we are talking about going into the places in which God has called us to go into. We are talking about, I don't care whatever this is, we are talking about transitions. We are talking about taking territory. We have talked about the shift. We have um, determined that we are going to have to take risks. Come on, put it in the comments and notes. I'm going to have to take a risk. Like I'm going to have to take a risk. You cannot play it safe. The miracle does not happen um, just by standing on the beach. You're going to have to put your feet in the water. You're going to have to go out um, in a place where you're like, I love to swim and I'm almost six feet, like a five, 10 and a half, five, 11, somewhere in there. Um, and I love to swim, but because I'm so tall, buoyancy for me doesn't happen until I hit a particular uh, part of the water, right? So as I'm walking, like just say in the pool, when I'm walking in the pool, I can get almost to uh, five feet and I'm still grounded and my feet are still on the ground. And then right when I get off of like the five feet mark and going a little further, um, I have to rely not on being grounded with my feet. I have to rely on the fact that I know 
how to swim. It's the same way for us when God is calling us into purpose, when God is calling us to take new territory, when we're making transitions, you're going to have to take risks and trust that the Holy Spirit is in you to give you the instructions. When the Lord revealed to me that time Peter jumped out the boat and was swimming toward God and he sank and he was screaming about sinking. I don't care how tough the winds and the waves. When the Lord reminded me that Peter was a fisherman and he could swim, I said the 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 unforeseen situation because he kept his eyes he took his eyes off Jesus. That's what he talks about. He took his eyes off Jesus. The minute he took his eyes off Jesus, he sunk. But what should have clicked into his nature was that he could swim, right? And he could have at least tried to tread water or to fight, right? But instead of him remembering that which was put into him, the situation around him would cause him to struggle when he didn't have to. Y'all, what caused him to struggle when he didn't have to? So he was in a situation struggling. It's fine because in the struggle, God's going to get the glory, right? Because he asked the Lord, he comes back, he humbles himself, and he says, Lord, save me. And the Lord does that. But as I'm reminding this, I'm like, this man is a skilled fisherman who most likely knows how to swim because he's probably had to jump off the boat and do something else. Swimming is not unknown to him. How did he forget to swim? Well, he got caught up in the struggle. And when you get caught up in the struggle, what typically tends to happen is that you forget what's inside of you and the capacity of what you have to, to not just to survive, to thrive. And I was looking at this. I was like, Lord, he just lost sense of everything that was supposed to happen for him in that moment. He asks you to move in faith. He jumps out the body. He's like, Lord, if it's you bid me to come. And we do that in our call, right? We do that. When God has called us to do this, if it's you provide confirmation, or if it's you, let me see this happen. Or if it's you, uh, let this go on. Or if it's you, send me a sign. Gideon did that like three, four, five, six, seven times. And so Jesus comes and says to him, come on, come on, come on, you come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on out here. Come on, it's me. You just saw me. You was just with me. Come on, come on. Peter steps out the boat so bold. He gets out the boat. He gets out. He walking. Boom, 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 boom. He walking to Jesus. Boom, 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 boom. And then I don't know if it was the winds. I don't know if it was the waves. I don't know if it was the conversation of the other disciples in the boat. But whatever it is in that moment, he took his eyes off the master planner. And when he took his eyes off the master planner, right? He begins to sink. Well, when he begins to sink, he begins to struggle. Ah! When he begins to struggle, for some reason, he forgets one who he's with. Ah! I wasn't even going this way. He forgets one who he's with. He forget. He forgets Jesus is the person that called him into purpose. Ah! And even if this was the end of Peter's fate, he should have known what his reward was, right? But he forgot who he was. He forgot who he was with. He forgot the story hadn't been told yet. He had forgot Jesus Christ had not gone to, come on, y'all, to heaven yet. Like something in that made him forget. And at the sight of the problem, he began to struggle. He forgot who he was with. He forgot who he was. And he began to struggle. And it wasn't it wasn't being out the boat that made him sink. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. It wasn't being out the boat, Jess, that made him sink. Key, it wasn't being out the boat that made him stink, sink. It was he forgot, my God, what was inside of him. He forgot who he was. He forgot to keep his eyes, his precepts, his thought process on Jesus. That is what I'm a hundred. When he took his eyes off Jesus, 
that the when he took his eyes off Jesus, struggle would occur, right? Winds, waves, whatever was going on in that time period, whatever was going on around him. And I'm pretty sure some of them folks in the boat was, oh, how dare you? Or why would you? Or how could you? Or I'm pretty sure some of the folks in the boats was in the same. They, I'm pretty sure they had something to say because people who stay safe always got something to say. People who stay safe always got something to say. So I'm pretty sure the people in the boat had something to say because people who stay safe, people who work the they little plan, people who won't jump, people who won't leap, people who won't go, people who won't write the vision, people who don't believe, they always got something to say. <laughs> they 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 all they always going to try to plant a seed of doubt. They always got something to say about what you're doing, about where you're going, about what. And sometimes, sometimes we need the people in the boat to say some stuff to us because sometimes we go too far. But for the most part, when you are a follow God with all your heart and leap without rails and take risks without safety, right? You cannot afford to deal with the people in the boat that might be saying something. Yeah, uh, Tina said he, she called it background noise. You have to learn how to fine tune to a place where you don't hear background noise. Um, I was driving one day and my mother, I'm all over the place this morning, but I guess it's going to add up and make sense. I was driving one day and my mother was talking to me on the telephone and the boys were in the background. And they were boom, 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 yada, 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 doom, 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 what a world, boom, boom. And my mother said to me, she said, you don't hear them? I said, mm -mm. she said, are you oblivious? to what they're doing. And I'm, I am, uh, I get overly stimulated easy. She said, oh, do you not hear them? Do you not hear what they're doing? Are you oblivious to what they're doing? And I said, they say they good. Um, and I've learned to tune out a particular type of noise. And I only respond to crisis noise. I only move and respond to them when I know it's leading to a crisis. Everything else, they have the capacity to work out for this self. What I'm doing right now, I'm focused on this conversation between me and you because this is what's important at the moment. So what I'm doing now is, yeah, I'm tuning that out because that's not relevant for what you are saying, nor is it relevant for where I'm going. <laughs> nor is it relevant for where, nor is it relevant for where I'm going. So if I'm going to give my attention to you and give my attention to the road, then I can't afford to give my attention to them. They don't need my attention right now. So I have learned to navigate in a space when there is a certain amount of back, background noise that really don't require my attention. And I'm telling you, anybody that's in the boat that can't see the vision, that's not a part of the process, that is not there to encourage you. You're going to have to learn how to fine tune and shut out the noise so that you can keep your perspective on Jesus. I, that's, I teach the rest later. I teach the rest later. I teach the, I teach, I teach the rest. It's all scripture. You can go find the scripture when Peter walked on the water. I even got a quote the scripture. I, I hear you, Lord. I'll teach, I'll teach the rest later. You have got to learn how to fine tune turn out, tune out, whatever the, the noise is. This was part of Moses' 
problem. He never reached the promised land because he was too concerned. Go back over there and read. He was too concerned with the people and what the people said and how the people responded and how the people are doing. And God had taken him already to the mount and given him the tablets and given him the instructions. And he had a very personable moment with Moses that confirmed who Moses was. But because Moses, like many of us, for somewhere in the struggle, the struggle of people, ooh, Jesus, somewhere in the struggle of people, Moses forgot the vision and the promise. Ooh, I got to go this morning. Somewhere in the struggle of people, Julia, somewhere in the struggle of people, Julia, he forgot the vision and the promise. Somewhere their cries, their whatever they criticism, their whatever was higher and greater than the voice of the Lord. And so he got caught up in the, come on y'all, and when God had already presented himself to Moses, this is who I come. He told him who he was alone. He said, Moses, my deliverer. I'm sending you to deliver my people. All Moses had to do was really do, Jordan, what Joshua did. He had to be above all, be strong, and be courageous. <laughs> Carla, somewhere in the struggle, he forgot the vision. Oh, I got to go. Oh, my God. That somewhere in the struggle, he forgot the vision he forgot the he forgot the godhead he and it's crazy because god has said to him he said moses i meet with you face to face they have to have a priest to talk to me but i meet with you face to face here it is i meet with you face to face you have direct divine access to me my god but somewhere, something happened that Moses could not live above the struggle of the people. Father God, in the name of Jesus, help us to live above the struggle of people. <laughs> Write the vision that you have for our lives on the tablets of our heart. Remove from us a heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh that is tender and responsive to you. Pour out on us, Holy Spirit, today, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, and the grace we need to transition into our next season. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord God. Yes, that some of us are already in the next season. Teach us how to operate in this territory. Do not let us be a afraid of the the inhabitants in the land. Do not let us be afraid of how big things are. My God, let us, oh my God, be steadfast and immovable in your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I tell you something? Because sometimes we can get past the people and then we get into the vision or to where God has called us and it looks too big. When the spies went into Canaan and came back and said, Joshua and Caleb came back and said, look, this is Joshua and Caleb coming back going, look, some, you know, in the other 10, Freddy cats, them, them folks, the Freddy cats. When the spies came back in the land and said, look, there's some big grapes over there. Brought the grapes back. It's some big grapes. It's some big grapes. It's some big grapes. There's some big things going on over there, right? Uh, 
the magnitude of what needed to happen next, sometimes we can get past the people, we can fight, we'll take our territory, right? But then we get there because the size of the grapes didn't change once the people were gone. The size of the grapes didn't change once the people were gone. The grapes were still big. What was to produce in that land was still supposed to be big. Sometimes we'll get there and we'll still see the size of what's supposed to be produced in that land. And we don't think we have the capacity to deal with it. But if God called you to something momentous, if God called, and big isn't quantified by size. Big is called, big is considered, if you call to be a stay-at-home mom, that's big. If you call to be a stylist, that's big. Big ain't based on title. If you call to be the secretary, it's big. The our, our the lunch lady, Arnetta, uh, one of my the, one of our sisters that comes up here from time to time, she she is the over the lunch program. What she has done for the children that she has in her school is big. Big is not according to title. Y'all stop thinking big is according to title. Big is according to your positioning. When you are called to do something, and often we are called to do things that we feel like we don't have the capacity for, which is good, because if we felt like we have the capacity for it, then we would leave God out. Y'all listening this morning? Y'all tapped in? Y'all tapped in this morning? If we had the capacity to do it on our own, we would live, leave God out. If we could do marriage by ourselves, we'd leave God out and we'd operate in marriage just according to the flesh. If we could, if we could, Beth, if we could um, manage kids by ourselves, we'd leave out God out and we will, we would raise worldly children that would be selfish. I'm just going to be honest. If we, whatever it is, if we were called into ministry and we could do ministry on our own and we can go to school and we can get all the degrees. I was talking to one of my friends who's an eloquent preacher, preacher, well-learned. And I had went to listen to somebody preach and I said, what happened? Like I was listening to his preaching. He was giving all these big words, but in nothing, he said, it don't matter if the if, if the Holy Spirit ain't there, if the fire ain't on it, if the anointing ain't on it, right? If the fire, if the Holy Spirit, if the anointing ain't on it, it's not, it's not going to matter. So whatever it is we call to do, we cannot do it by ourselves. If God ever wanted us to do it by ourselves, then we would be little self-producers, but we're not. We're ambassadors in Christ that receive our resources and what we need from God. And then as long as we trust and obey, he goes and he does the rest. That's it. I'm done. I love y'all. I love y'all. That's good. Chew on that. That was a lot. That was that was a lot. That was a lot today. That was a that was a lot. 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 That's been a lot this week. If you ain't been on here for the last three or four weeks, I I want to admonish you. Um, go to the YouTube channel. Start back maybe about five weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, and just go back through the videos, and it'll catch you up to where we are now and where we are going. Because God is orchestrating something so big and so beautiful, so that we can continue to do kingdom is as kingdom does yeah sandra island most definitely grace for this day he says give us this day our daily bread we well, I, I don't 
I can't focus on tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm gonna have enough words for itself. But if I get this day, my daily bread and understand the provision and the everything that I need for this day is happening this day and focused on this day, then he'll give me the strength, he'll give me the grace, he'll give me the provision, he'll give me the wisdom, he'll give me the knowledge. All I have to do is trust myself and anchor myself in his word and delight myself in his word and meditate on his word day and night. Because if that doesn't depart from me, woo, my God, he'll give me the strength, the grace and everything to get through everything else. That's it. Oh, that's it for today. Two things. Lord, the Lord places on your heart to partner with this ministry. Y'all know what to do. Go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can partner there. You can find out about Feed the Streets. Over the last, I told y'all, the last six years, we've given out over 20,000 meals. That's so huge. You can find out about Feed the Streets, um, how we help single mothers, um, the administration of the program, the things that we do, the podcast is in 11 countries. If that's you. If the Lord says, you know what? Give, sow a seed, partner, go to the website, lmjministries.org. Ministries.org, then you will partner. But my final position to you is I'll tell anybody, I have nothing without Jesus. <laughs> Jesus changed my life. Jesus makes me full. I was riding yesterday and I told Josiah, I said, I'm so happy. And I was laughing. We was having belly head laughs. And he was like, Mom, what's making you so happy? I said, I don't know. This joy that I have, like, I was trying not to sound churchy, but this joy that I have, Josiah, it's not. This world did not give it to me. And if the world didn't give it to me, Julia, the world can't take it from me. The world can't take it from me. So this joy that I have, it comes from Jesus. I always point you back to Jesus, not to Lakeisha. I'm always going to point you back to Jesus. I might be the conduit. I might be the oracle. I might be the person giving the word, but I'm always going to point you back to Jesus. This joy that I have, this Shannon did not, this world didn't give it to me. It came from Jesus. And if that's you, if you're looking for some joy and you're looking for a different life, then I want to open up the opportunity and chance for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And all it does, um, Sandra Isla, thank you for that. All it does is um, uh, open up the door for uh, the Holy Spirit to come in. And then I'm going to send you some resources and materials. Uh, just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life and take away my sin. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justmeandlmj.com. Miss Sandra Isler said big changes happened when she started sewing into LMJ Ministries. Thank you for that, Miss Sandra. Thank you for putting your confidence in this ministry. Lord God, I thank you for blessing the giving of, giving of your people. I thank you, Father God, the same measure that they are pouring it out, that it is being poured back into their laps into overflow. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we are back Monday replay. Y'all don't miss them. Replays been on Monday replay. I didn't even know we had so much material. Monday replay. Julia second that she said yes. Monday replay. Um, Tuesday back in this thing. But tomorrow we got the prayer call, ladies. Ladies, if you want to be on the devotion and prayer call, the Lord already gave me a word for us. See you tomorrow morning, Saturday, 7 a.m. You ain't got to have no makeup on. You ain't got to put no clothes on. You just got to show up. We'll send out the link a little bit today. If you're on Facebook, join our group, Coffee and Conversations. Um, 
ladies Bible study group. Also, remember, we have Pillow Talk San Diego. It's going to go down. We got a few more spaces open for registration. If you're in California and you don't want to stay on site, we're working out a package deal for you. But I want to see you at a time of refreshing restoration in Pillow Talk San Diego. It's going to be a beautiful experience. I promise God got you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. Woo! Lord God, thank you for your love being poured out on your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for saying that. Cherie said that Saturday morning prayer call is wonderful. It is wonderful. I'll see y'all. Ladies, I'll see y'all in the morning. Um, I'll see the rest of y'all next week. Love, peace, and blessings.